Hey, Dana. Hey, Chris. Those are our names. Now we've introduced ourselves. <laughs> Ooh. We're Welcome back. to NPR. Today we're discussing a book. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're back on a rainy day. Yeah, we're back on our old shit. Wait. No. Back on our regular shit? No. Is that a phrase? Yeah. Yeah. That's the shit. Because you're 100% that, that bitch. Like Lizzo said. I like Lizzo. I don't know who Lizzo is. <laughs> Have you been living under a rock? She just won a ton of Grammys. She's amazing. So these were the least watched Grammys like ever. So Probably true. Oh, because uh, they market towards they market Grammys towards young people, but young people don't watch appointment television. So why would anyone watch? And what's your face? The uh, little uh, Billie Eilish. Yeah, the little girl won a bunch of the awards. She, she did won great. four, right? She did. I, I don't know. I think it was at least four. Yeah, and then she did awesome. didn't Tyler the Creator win one? Yes, he won the Ur- Urban Grammy. Is that correct? <laughs> I'm not sure that they call it that. There, there is one that they call that. Oh. I don't know. Because he, he made a statement that it's just, he was like, you might as well just call it the N-word. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. So. I don't know. Lizzo's fantastic. She's been taking the world by storm. And I like her. Because she tells it like it is. But she's no Billie Eilish. No. She's no Billie Eilish. Different yeah. genres. Did I tell you how I was introduced to Billie Eilish? You met her? No. Oh. I was introduced to her music. Oh, okay. So earlier this last year, oh, earlier last year, uh, that uh, Brightburn came out. Yes. That movie about the little evil Superman boy. Yeah. Uh, and I went and saw it because I was interested. It's not that great, but you know, it's mm-hmm. interesting enough. It's uh, got the signature James Gunn gore. And, yes. Uh, the end credits are... Playing over the end credits are uh, Bad Guy <gasps> by Billie Eilish. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is a really good song that was written for this movie. <laughs> I was like, they really must have like, gotten some talented person to make a song for this movie. And then I started hearing it everywhere and I was like, man, that, that movie didn't do well, but that song is just everywhere. It's a real banger. <laughs> and then I was like... Oh, this is that Billie Eilish kid that everyone's talking about. Okay, so the song wasn't written for the movie. I think it wasn't. (laughs) But yeah, I I was just like, for a good few months, I was just like, thought that that song was written for that crappy little movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. That's my first run in with Billie Eilish. It's a great song. She's got a couple other really fantastic ones. Yeah. She's got an interesting music video. She does. That one, I guess all of her music videos are interesting. I couldn't describe a single one of them, but mm-hmm. they're, they're fun. She challenges a lot of the notions of what a, an artist should look like and be. And but does she challenge she the notion of what a girl wants? <laughs> uh, to be rich and famous. Well, if she's doing that what one, What a right. girl needs. Whatever yeah. makes her happy sets her free. Yes. 
Yeah. Is she going to cover that? I don't know. I doubt it. (laughs) She's a little more rough edge, I think, than that one. So, um... Yes. Were the Spice Girls named after Ginger Spice? Because she's the only one that's actual Spice. All the rest of them are just Pete. Well, you know, her name wasn't just Ginger Spice. They called called her that because of her hair color. But she I know, but actually was she the went first... by Sexy Spice. But was she the first one named? Was it like, oh, I go by Ginger Spice. And so then the rest of them were like, oh, we should be the Spice Girls. And it's like, well, what are you going to be? I'm Baby. And it's like... Well, that's not a spice, so I guess I'll be scary. Mm-hmm. It's like well, you're just using nouns and descriptors now. It's, those aren't spices. Those aren't those or, aren't spices. Or are they named after sugar, spice, and everything nice? I don't know, because they're not all nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How these many are spices? some. We have we have so many questions. I know these are thoughts that have been running through my head throughout <laughs> today. <laughs> it's a good time for a brain dump. Does wait? Okay, there's ginger, baby, mm-hmm. scary, mm-hmm. posh, sporty. There's five of them. Mm-hmm. Is posh one? Victoria Beckham. Beckham. Sporty was, spice? No, she was posh spice. Is she the only famous one still? Probably. I don't know. I invited them all to my twelfth birthday, and none of them came. So I don't know. I think they're irrelevant for a reason. <laughs> All right, plane tickets from England to here are expensive. They had an invitation. <laughs> Speaking of Spice Girls, today we're talking about <laughs> Aquarius women. I'm very good at uh, segues. I think. I mean, you know, maybe one of them is an Aquarius woman. Uh, you invited them all to your birthday, so do you know their birthdays? No. Oh well, why would they show up then? <gasps> You don't remember theirs? Why would I they go 12. to your I was 12! I was 12! So, uh, yes, the Aquarius woman. Uh, if any of the Spice Girls were born between January 21st and February 19th, they would be an Aquarius. They the would... toning of the age of Aquarius. They need to cover that song. I think they're not a group anymore. No. Or they... uh, actually, they're coming back. They're doing another tour. A reunion They're doing tour? a tour with 98 degrees. Is Baby Spice still, still Baby Spice, or does she go by, like, Middle Age Spice now? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she tapes those wrinkles up on her face. I don't know. It's, you know how hard it is to find one of those butterfly hair clips anymore? I mean, I probably had two dozen of them as a kid, but they probably have to outsource. I can show you exactly where to find those. <laughs> I work at a store where I have to, like, once every two weeks, have to hang those tags. Oh, that's fine. So I know exactly where those are. Oh, good. I'm we glad st- you know we, where those are. They're still sold. <laughs> Scunchy makes them. Ah, and those Why? are coming back, too. Scrunchies? Uh-huh. Why are they called scrunchies when the brand is S C U N C I? Because nobody can pronounce that. It's skin skin scunchy. I you know I don't know. Except you as an umlaut, so it's scunchy. I I don't know. You're the one who speaks German. I don't. <laughs> I just have an audio book in German because the library is stupid. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we are talking about the Aquarius woman today. Uh, it is the sign of sexual revelation. Mm. So, 
sign with the beast ascends to earth and tears down everything. And judgment day is here. At the hands of the Aquarius woman. Yes. Yeah. She's the vision. Ooh, the vision. Which Not is to be weird, confused with I the think we're going the same Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Is that that vision's an android. Mm-hmm. And yep. dead in the Marvel universe. It's oh, so unfortunate. He's also a robot. I don't know. I always liked Vision's daughter. I forget her name. It was later on. It's in the comics. Oh, like the family vision, the the visions, Mm -hmm. uh, all of their names are plays on vision. Yeah. I can't remember. So it's like one would be like, I think Vivian is one of them. Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Aquarius woman is an inspiration. Her natural disposition is to see the joy in every situation, and she's able to make even the dreariest of events seem like fun. To her, the world is painfully beautiful, and she greets every day with an unscripted, childlike awe, open to what cherry serendipity might cross her path as she whistles through her routine. She cares little for worldly trends or the trappings of supposed sophistication, the, that proverbial square peg that can't fit into, that can't be fit to social conviction. Mm. Aquarius can be eccentric with a taste for the outlandish, and she is not in the least precious about herself or her appearance. Okay, so she's just all about herself. Mm-hmm. She's not going to change to fit anybody. I like that. What's the name of Vision's daughter? Viv. Viv. Her choice in men is often suspect. She is drawn to flagrant, overbearing, or megalomaniacal men whom she imagines lacking in love, but who otherwise offer her the liberal independence she requires, if only by virtue of being so wrapped up in themselves. She can be the quintessential woman who loves too much. Alternatively, one wonders if she loves enough, so dispassionate are her relationships. With other women, she adopts a pedagogical... Pedagogical? That's what I said. Role (laughs) in a sort of of kind headmistress in bonds that invariably combine a shared personal life with professional aims. She kind of takes on like a teacherly role. Mm-hmm. She's a caretaker. Aww. Of the megalomaniac. Yes. Basement. And okay. she also loves people that are abusive. Well, that's not good. Yeah. It's, it stops short of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems to imply that. Darn. The sign and the mind. The sign of Aquarius is primarily ruled by the planet of Uranus, that of sudden change, which represents, among others, the universal principle of diversity and deviation, and such concepts as mutation, revolution, and indeed evolution. Saturn is the sign's secondary ruler, signaling a taskmaster's sense of structure and discipline, the ironic means by which Aquarius women manifests and indeed dedicates herself to the cultivation of her sometimes deviant, if not outright freaky persona. In mythology, the original water bearer to the gods was Hebe, or Hebe, the so-called daughter of the Olympic queen bee Hera, 
Actually, she is Hera in virgin form. Yearly, Hera would took a dip in a sacred pool to re-virginize herself, emerging as Hebe or youth. As cupbearer to the gods, she poured out the immortal life-sustaining ambrosia, the divine sustenance. Inter-Aquarius woman, she does that same thing in life, forever feeding those with whom she comes into contact with. Life-affirming hope, instilling self-confidence in others' convictions. Huh. I was getting like a like a Wednesday Adams sort of vibe from her, but now no. Mm-mm. That's gone. Did you, did, oh, you, you were looking up Viv. During the the summary portion where it was like, to her, everything is painfully beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And she revels in the world with childlike wonder. <clears throat> so she's Alice in Wonderland. No. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. She's Hebe. <laughs> <laughs> she gets replaced by Ganymede. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Aquarius doesn't hold to the past, but rather looks forward to the future, as dictated by her planetary rule. The 11th astrological house associated with her sign is that of future goals, as well as reformation, communal activities, and the identification of the self with mass objectives. That's one part, or that's one thing. Identification of the self with mass objectives. It is also, by rights, that of spiritual unity. She's very spiritual. Yeah. She's very in tune with herself. Very in tune with the world around her, it seems. Mm -hmm. But not willing to change. But also like a helpmate. Yes. She, like it, it, she helps instill confidence in other people. You can do it. Life is beautiful. She's She's a carpe diem. She is the eternal cheerleader. Does, uh, does call her that. Yeah. There is rarely anything lofty or stuck up in Aquarius's nature. She is detached from the desire for status, preferring to be of the people, for the people, one who has sim- seemingly let go of all worldly or material concerns. She, she sounds like a hippie. Oh. A hippie. It's possible. Not that it's a bad thing. No. No. I like hipsy. Mm-hmm. Hipsties. I keep wanting to say hipsters. <laughs> What's a hipsty? A hipsty? Uh-huh. It's a baby hipster. Oh. It's like uh, it. Muppet Babies. Yeah. Yeah. Hipster babies. Got it. She's beyond making... <laughs> They're all smoking little clove cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not actually smoking clove cigarettes. What they're doing is eating clove cigarette candy. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Because they're okay. hipster babies. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's beyond making judgments, and best of all, she doesn't try herself with expectations of perfection. Aquarius takes herself as she is, and it follows she expects others to do likewise. More than any other astrological character, she wakes up thinking how she might make others happy. Mm. Her very presence seems designed to inspire and encourage. Aww. She's someone... She'd be a good mother hen. She, she sounds like someone that you just want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. When you're having a bad day, she'll make you a hot beverage and tell you it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. The only female fixed air sign of the Zodiac, air symbolizing the mental plane, thought. 
Aquarius deals in solid ideas, bent upon solidifying them into fact. Uppercase truth. Mm-hmm. Um, Make it a reality. It Don't goes, let your dreams be dreams. Goes on to go something very anti-hipstery here. Uh-oh. The main person that it compares her to... Anne Rind. Anne oh. Rind. Okay. That horrible human being. Uh, she seeks to reveal truths in others. The Aquarius woman is the emanation of positive reinforcement. Inspiration is the very air one breathes in her presence. Her company can be addictive. One feels incapable of doing wrong around her. The list of famous water bearers is filled with women who set themselves up as beacons of empowerment to those who get the short end of the stick in society, particularly other women and minorities. One that should not be included on this list is Anne Rand. Because <laughs> she doesn't set anyone up. Do- doesn't care about anyone who's getting the short shaft. Uh, Susan B. Anthony, Rosa Parks, Betty Freedom, Freedam. Freedan? Freedan. Okay. <gasps> I love Betty Freedan. How come it's always the people I've never heard of? <laughs> Every single time. I don't know. Helen Gurley Brown, Toni Morrison, Oprah Winfrey, Alice Walker, and Ellen DeGeneres. <gasps> All urge others to embrace themselves and in doing so to achieve new levels of dignity and personal advancement. And as always, whenever Ellen DeGeneres is brought up in anything ever, it must be said that apparently she's a terrible human being who treats other people like garbage. Really? Yes. I did not know that. She doesn't come off with that kind of personality at all. But she treats staff members like they are meant to be stomped on. Yeah. That's awful. Apparently she's just a bad person. Sorry, Ellen. That's her behind-the-scenes persona. Yes. Uh, Yeah, very much so. According to anyone who has ever worked with her. Mm. Great female writers uh, are Aquarians as well. Edith Wharton, Virginia Woolf, uh, Colette, no last name, uh, Gertrude Stein, uh, that uh, libertarian... Uh, and Laura Ingalls Wilder. Wow. And Judy Bloom. And Judy Bloom. Wonderful. Lots of different great people. And some maybe not so great. Mm-hmm. People think they're great, but maybe they're not really. Yeah. But and it right. sounds like there's a bunch of really good ones in there, anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> they fit. They sound like a very encouraging presence. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, I guess, like, Ayn Rand has encouraged a lot of people to be horrible. Yeah. So, in that sense, like... I read... She's inspirational. Yeah. You read Fountainhead? Mm -hmm. Or the other one? The one more famous that Atlas Shrugged? Yeah, I read that one. It was really big. I played, uh, I played Bioshock. (laughs) Based on her work. Mm -hmm. Well, a dystopian society based on her work. Yeah. Her work taken to the extreme to show what would actually happen. Yeah. And then with a sci-fi bend. 
But right now we're living her work taken to the extreme show would actually happen. Here we are. Flint, Michigan. Yep. Uh, so the body and soul. Even as she reaches adulthood and trades in her trademark t-shirts and jeans, she seeks comfort in her clothing. Even when attending an elegant occasion, she can't help but add some quirky twists. Sneakers, color, tinted sunglasses, a floppy hat, if not dress herself so outlandishly from head to toe that she leaves others visually reeling. She is known as the worst dressed oh, no. sign in the Zodiac. She's Professor Trelawney. <laughs> and it gives examples of Oprah before she was big <laughs> and when she didn't have a stylist. Yeah. Yeah. Quirky. That's a good way to put it. Uh, with some notable exceptions, she tends to be small, if not somewhat childlike in stature, with a juicy plumpness to her body and a pliable elasticity to her skin. But Aquarius is often distinguished by a rather old-looking head plopped upon that sprightly physique. Huh. Because it's the age group of 70 to 72, 77. Oh, Okay. Uh, notable actresses uh, and other more. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Mina Suvari, Christina Ricci, Heather Graham, Cheryl Crow, Gen- Jennifer Jason Lee, Farrah Fawcett, Sybil Shepard, Margot Hemingway, Stockard Channing, Minnie Driver, Florence Henderson, Gina Davis, Vanessa Redgrave, Laura Dern, and Stephanie and Caroline of Monaco. Wow. A lot of them look a lot alike. A lot of them are, yeah, like... Like Weird. standouts in Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Uh, though her breasts are small to medium-sized, they're usually perfectly round, full, firm, and buoyant. Even when short-waisted, Aquarius possesses hairpin curves, her ample hips giving way to an even bigger bottom and thighs, leading her, lending her a sturdy, albeit ever so slightly pear-shaped look. Mini driver. Yep. I prefer maxi driver. <laughs> oh. I'm a mini driver. <laughs> yeah, you are. You do drive a mini. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> We're stupid. Everyone turn off the podcast. (laughs) She often decorates her wrists and square childlike hands with an abundance of bracelets and rings. The water bearer will tend to embellish and ornate herself with tattoos and piercings, as well as slogan buttons, badges, and other decorative bells and whistles. She's a fan of flair. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. She was not a fan of flair. Mm -mm. She was very against... She, she had the minimum recommended flair mm-hmm. for her job. in. I remember that. that in movie. Waiting. Yeah. No. Wait, not Waiting. It was some o- other movie. Office Space. Office Space. That's it. Yeah. She was a waitress. Waiting. Yeah. Or a waiter. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Wait stuff. Yes. She was a wait person. Uh, and that's it. This is one of the few that it does not describe the nether regions for, <gasps> which is very... St- Left to the imagination. Yeah. Like, it does that with the men uh, surprisingly often, but mm-hmm. for the ladies, it almost always is like, 
the lower cleft yeah. is droopy like curtains. <laughs> I don't know. It's it gets into like very mm-hmm. grotesque details sometimes, and this is one where it's, it's just, just like about her boobs. Yeah, boobs in a butt, and they're shaped like a pear. Mm-hmm. A, a pear shaped. what? Mm-hmm. Interesting. A little okay. heart shaped. Like, like, okay, so Jennifer Aniston is known for having kind of a little bit of a heart-shaped face. Same with Minnie Driver and Christina Ricci. They call it a heart-shaped face. I don't know why it's heart-shaped. I don't see it. I don't know, but that's just one of those things. They'd have to have, like, an extremely cleft chin with giant chipmunk cheeks <laughs> and then a very pointy forehead. I don't know how That it sounds works. terrifying. I don't know how it works. I should not have said that, but that's just an example of sometimes of what they say that that looks like. And Jennifer Aniston's like one of my dream women. (laughs) I know. I I grew up, I I developed sexually by by watching Friends. Oh, yeah? Uh, I I did learn about sex through Friends. Which was, in a lot of ways, like one of those shows that was pretty safe to watch because it wasn't. I mean, it's all about sex. They just don't... They don't actually show it. No. Yeah. Except that one episode where it shows Monica in bed with that high school kid. Yeah. Doesn't show them fucking, though. No. Leaves that to the imagination. Just in bed. Yeah. I get disappointed now. Now that I'm an adult and I watch adult shows, like things on HBO and stuff, I'm like, but I want to see that. I want to see it. Show me, show me the good. What you got the goods? Where's the, where's the meat? Where's the beef? <laughs> you're the where's the, you're the where's the beef, Grandma? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I've that, that person. And that now, commercial from the eighties. <laughs> now I watch shows and it's like, oh, they're just going to insinuate that sex happened because they're in bed together. Fade to black. Yeah. Gosh, what a letdown. Well, I, I think I feel like shows these days show more. Oh yeah. Like I mean, if you're watching HBO, they're gonna show like them doing it. But I feel like even like uh, like broadcast television will have like a sex scene where it's like they're kissing on each other in like bed. Like it won't show like humping. <laughs> yeah. I still have a little bit of beef. You remember, okay, so before, before subscription television, um... No, I don't remember before subscription to... <laughs> television, because HBO came out in, like, the 60s, or I the 70s. I never had HBO. I never had HBO, but they used to. You know how they used to have to trim down movies? Yeah. In order to fit an allotted mm-hmm. time? They always cut out the best scenes, like the sex scenes. Well, yeah. They like... They... They would cut out the scenes that wouldn't be allowed to be broadcast. Yeah. I thought you were talking about cutting out the sides of the uh, the picture to fit the TV screen. No, 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 no. I meant the time, amount of time. And so, like, I remember whenever they cut out a lot of Titanic, because I was like, I want to watch this movie, but I know I'm not supposed to watch this movie. So here I am watching Titanic, and they get to the part in the car, and I'm like... Wait. No, I know there's more here. I know there's more here. No, Don't there's even... Not- I was really disappointed. Yeah, there's not much in the car scene. Mm-hmm. Just the they hand. They cut out a Boom. lot of. They also cut up, cut out a lot of the drawing scene. 
Well, yeah, because yeah. there's nudity in that scene. Yeah, but I was so disappointed. I was like, come on, TV, come on. Wait, you're, you're telling me your parents didn't take you to go see that in theaters because it was a historical movie? No, I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 movies until I was 13. Oh, I went and saw that in theaters. I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> my par- my dad my dad took me with my grandma because it's a historical movie. Mm, okay. It's yeah. Historical. Historical. Movie. I got my eyes covered, but those, those are the first boobs I saw. <laughs> oh, I'm old. The first boobs I remember seeing. I need to start buying eye cream. Okay. Uh, yeah. Those are some good boobs. Those are some good first boobs. Yeah. Like, that's a hard thing to follow up on. Did they realize that they were giving you some unrealistic expectations of boobs? <laughs> I mean, pretty much anything does. How many times have I put myself in that chaise lounge pose and hoping my boobs look like that? More than more than I can count on my hands, probably. Uh, I'm actually more upset by what's happening with the reverse now, where everything that was filmed in uh, full screen format... Mm-hmm. Uh, is being restored in widescreen restored uh, and you either get stuff like the Simpsons where they don't it like it wasn't drawn in widescreen mm-hmm. so when they make it widescreen they're just cutting the top and bottom of the picture off yeah. so you you lose you lose jokes or you get stuff like Buffy the Vampire Slayer where it's clear that no one like the they got Buffy was f- not filmed on video; it was filmed on film. Mm-hmm. So it is in widescreen. It was originally filmed on widescreen, right? But it was blocked so that, like, we know they're not going to see the edges of the screen. So you see cameramen mm-hmm. and like stuff like that, and the people who did the restoration uh, clearly were working with like the raw footage, mm-hmm. and so all the filters are not on it anymore. So, like, the tints that were, like, applied, because Buffy did a lot of uh, uh, day-for-night shooting, where they would shoot in the day and then put a blue tint over it. So, so most of Buffy the Vampire Slayer took place at night. Not anymore. Now the HD release, most of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is Buffy fighting vampires in broad daylight. Right. That's funny. And, like I said, you see, like cameraman standing off to the side like if it's if it's filmed on like a fisheye lens you see the edges of the lens and stuff like that like it's 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 horrible but anyways we digress still one of my favorite shows yeah uh sex and sexuality emotionally the aquarius woman tends to travel light she harbors belabored friendships or overly dependent love bonds she abhors sorry's Harbors. Mm. I've got a. I've got dyslexia. Apparently, uh, I don't actually. I was just dumb. Uh, from an early age, she prefers a steady someone with whom she can share life experiences. She will generally have one close female friend, a lifelong chum, but otherwise, everyone is simply a conv- convivial acquaintance. Unfortunately, in an ongoing attempt to never make waves, the water bearer may sublimate her needs, especially in relationships with an overbearing partner to whom to which she's ironically drawn, or at times when a less imperious guy is in railroading mode, she'll sooner fold herself into the mandate of her man. Wow. She's a pushover. She folds up like an old beach chair. She just does whatever anyone wants. Darn. Uh, consciously or not. Is it because she wants to be loved? 
She wants to be needed. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so I can say that's a that's a feminine thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm I'm aware of that. I've met many I've been friends with many ladies that I'm just like why do you put up with this? Yeah. But I who who, who knows? I'm single. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, consciously or not, Aquarius will play com- compliant as a sort of compounding bargaining chip. If and when she decides to call it quits, all the evidence of having tried to make the relationship work will be stacked in her favor. Mm. Her model of the perfect man is someone naturally distant and independent, but also, ironically, on her same wavelength. A nod to both the wavy Aquarian symbol and the fixed air status of her sign, which might be interpreted as a certain solid frequency. Scorpio. Yeah, maybe. Those fixed signs like we figured out last time. Yeah, they might be. She might might pair well with the Scorpio Mm because they're the, like... (laughs) Seemingly super deep, uh, reclusive, distant. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Again, I don't believe any of this. (laughs) There's your disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about at the very, like the very last episode going like, and after all this, I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till we get through Aries. Yeah. That'll be the, the. It's all, it's all true. Yeah. You know what? It's all real. Yeah, it'd be like Harrison Ford and uh, the Star Wars The Force Awakens. It was true. <laughs> she seeks a rugged individualist. Someone who has soaring aspirations as the common man, devoid of privilege or collectivist crunches, self-divining of his own destiny. However, what she might often end up attracting, or more accurately, falling for, is a guy who is just deluded enough to fancy himself some great genius without having the right stuff to substantiate such a claim. Either way, she'll label the lug misunderstood, except, of course, by her employing her astute Aquarian wavelength. She feels all her potential would-be prodigy needs is encouragement, hope, and the courage of his convictions, exactly the kind of support our cheerleader is prepared to deliver. She is Because she is so acquiescent a character, she actually brings out the rajah in most guys who wouldn't otherwise be so domineering. It's a matter of a self-fulfilling prophecy that she ends up with or creates somewhat of a monster. Yep. Sounds like the perfect Stepford wife. It also sounds like she fits very well with the Scorpio male. Yeah. Uh, especially rereading that part where it's like, <clears throat> oh, they're, the mis- they're just misunderstood. No, they're assholes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're bad people. Yeah, with delusions of grandeur and you're just supporting them. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. That's right. just a prediction for the couplings. Yes. But yeah, uh, it does seem to imply that uh, they should have more of a backbone so that they don't create the kind of guy that is just going to railroad them and steamroll them and pile drive them. And 
Stone Cold Stunner them. <laughs> I was waiting for something about uh, in that vein. Yeah. Uh, Aquarian woman is grace personified. She is endlessly forgiving, mercifully understanding of a person's faults and foibles, able to see past. I love the word foibles, uh, able to see past such problems to the unadulterated good in others, particularly in a partner. The problem is most men waste her grace, taking her kind and adoring mien, 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 mean, mean, Adoring mean for granted, forcing her sooner or later to hope to hop that first streetcar out of town. Oh yes, uh, one of the things that uh, it it does say is that it appears that they are heartless because they will not hesitate. Like once a, once they see the relationship is over, mm-hmm. they're gone. Yeah, like. Before you can even know that the door is open, they're out of it, gone, they've forgotten you. Yeah. Uh, Until that point, (laughs) they're... They're completely devoted until they're not. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot to push them away, but when when they do, they they cut out like they've never met you before. Mm Mm-hmm. When it comes to relationships, Aquarius asks for little. She is a low-maintenance mate whose idea of the perfect evening would sooner entail pizza and beer than caviar and champagne. Mm. She's not going to go to any wine tasting. There's nothing wrong with a good wine tasting. She won't go to one. She wants beer and pizza. And she's going to hang out with the boys on the couch <laughs> watching the football game. It does say that. She's overly relaxed when it comes to house cleaning and general upkeep. The hands-down appellation of the Zodiac, who, even if she were in a Beverly Hills mansion, would give the Clampets homespun lifestyle a run for its money. That's a big reference to a uh, very old sitcom called the Beverly Hillbillies. Or is it They're about? dating themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of uh, <clears throat> bunch of hillbillies who struck it rich off that Texas tea. Mm-hmm. She probably knits a black gold. Crochets. Yeah, she's seventy, right? Seventy something to seventy. Seventy to seventy-seven, and uh, yeah, she's not a house cleaner. It's, uh, it actually says that that's a uh, age of renewed childhood and dependence upon others, oh. and so. Uh, that's how it comes out. And I'm just like, you're just making this up. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, she's turned on by men who are rough around the edges, if not altogether red in the neck, at least in spirit. Sex should never be a laminated, sanitized affair, but rather a releasing of all inhibitions. Her attitude is laissez-faire, as she gives her man much in the way of space, not wanting, as many women do, to be involved in the lion's shares of his experiences. Serendipity and surprise will always be important elements for keeping the erotic experience new and exciting. Spontaneity is arousing to the water bearer, whose fantasies often involve being taken abruptly by a man. She doesn't relish or require long, drawn-out, touchy-feely sessions and romantic gazes into one's eye, one another's eyes. She'd sooner get off by being jumped by her mate from behind. While so she, she wants that power game. Yeah. 
Well, she's absentmindedly doing the dishes, which Ooh. is weird because, as I just said, she won't do them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dishes will pile up, and then it'll be like a room, a bad roommate, where you have a standoff, and the dishes just keep piling up. But then you realize that your roommate doesn't realize that there's a standoff. He's just lazy, <laughs> <laughs> and he never notices that there's a pile of dishes. <laughs> Live that life. So you have to end up doing like 10 times the amount of dishes because you were having a standoff with someone who never realized they were having a standoff because they never cared about doing the dishes in the first place. Yeah. And then you just drive, you drive yourself nuts because you're waiting for that to happen. You just kind of walk by the trash can as it continues to pile up and you're like, no, I've taken it out the last five times. It's your turn. And you hang out by the trash can and you always glance whenever they walk by and put something in the trash can. You're like. Are they going to notice? And they never do. And then you see into their room and you realize, wait a minute, their room is covered in trash too. Mm -hmm. What is their, what is their life? Mm -hmm. They can't live here anymore. I'm going to have to kill them. (laughs) And bury their heart (laughs) underneath the kitchen. (laughs) Oh, real life experiences, right? Yeah. Right? No, No, we don't know anything about this. (laughs) Haven't contemplated it once. Oh... I've had so many standoffs that I realize I've never been standoffs. <laughs> it is the bestial side of the man that attracts her most. She turns to jelly for the rugged blue collar types. If any woman were to take an anonymous impromptu plunge with the plumber, it would be our impulsive Aquarian, who, ironically, given her sunny, wholesome, and somewhat nerdy disposition, might be the last female on the astrological wheel one would expect to do so. Ooh, yeah, she's so devoted. Why she be cheating with the milkman? She's not cheating. Oh. She just, she has a plumber over when she's single and she's like, mmm. Get a load of that crack. That's what I'm about. <laughs> uh, the hot, soft body. Mmm. Give me that belly. <laughs> the one that flops over the belt just a little. <laughs> you haven't gotten jeans that fit in years. <laughs> you got that size 46 waist and you're still trying to squeeze into size 34 pants. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Get over here, big boy. <laughs> She simply goes bonkers for a brainiac with a bo- <laughs> for a brainiac with the body of a sexy beast. Again, plumbers, not the sexy beast. <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that, but I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> she wants somebody primal, not yeah. dumb. <laughs> yes, it is true. Yeah. Uh, she likes big lugs, those who look as if they can manhandle her with just the right amount of ruggedness. Sucks doesn't need to be meaningful. Rather, it is about pure physical pleasure. Aquarius woman is not a sensualist, she's a sexualist. More than any other female, the Aquarian will boast a so-called goody drawer filled with colorful plastic cylindrical objects, vividly flavored contraceptives, tickling devices, and the like. Sex is all fun and games for her, and toys tend to work their way into the proceedings between her and a lover. Still, she is surprisingly unkinky, 
giving her signs association with deviant energy. However, she has zero hangups, nor any trace of religious or moral guilt surrounding sex. Good for her. So she could cheat and just be like... Yeah, it's just the animal in me. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool that she's got all the toys. All the toys and the doodads and... The ding-dongs and <laughs> ho-hos and tag-alongs. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of those. You know. Cylindrical objects. <laughs> Swiss rolls. <laughs> I just realized. Hmm. Pastries and cookies can make good things for sex toys. Mm-hmm. Bonbons. Mm. <laughs> Oreos. No, that doesn't mm. matter. Uh, Oreos. <laughs> Got my, I've got my Samoas. Ooh. <laughs> the most problematically named cookie. It is that time of year. Get your Girl, Girl Scout cookies. Or just go to the cookie aisle and realize that every brand makes their own version of Girl Scout cookies that are just as good and half the price. It's true. Keebler makes, like, they make Thin Mints. They call them uh, the uh, locusts or something. Grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> locusts. <laughs> <laughs> they call Those them are the ones they make with cricket flour, right? Yeah, they call them locusts. <laughs> it's not a plague. It's a plague this in your one's mouth. a scarab. It's a meat-eating bug. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, they they make uh, coconut uh, coconut delights or some coconut dreams or something that are the Samoas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just as good because they're the exact same cookie. Yeah. Or just go get Pepperidge Farm cookies. Pepperidge Farm cookies are like the best cookies. Yeah, they really are. I miss them. Milano's and all the other kinds that are not Milano's. Chessmen. I love Chessmen. Yes. And I use Chessmen to make uh, banana pudding. I, I, They're so good. Like Pepperidge Farm, top notch, like everything. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're good shit. Yep. Yeah. Get that Oreo out of my face. Yeah. Unless it's a dark chocolate, dark fudge covered Oreo. <laughs> Unless it's just another Oreo. They brought back those uh, most stuffed Oreos. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about buying them. Mm-hmm. But then again, I can also just go to the baking aisle and just get a tube of icing. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it in your mouth full and suck on it. Yeah. There you go. I want a least stuffed Oreo that is just a chocolate cookie. <laughs> And that way I can make my truly most stuffed Oreo. <laughs> I only need two of the chocolate cookies and I can put as much icing as I want. There you go. But there is something special about the Oreo icing. But again, Pepperidge Farm, top notch, best cookies that you can buy. Agreed. Not the best cookie you can make, but the best cookie you can buy. Mm-hmm. She and her mate may document their bedroom shenanigans. <gasps> With Excel, with Excel spreadsheets and Word documents. Ooh, that turns mm. me on. Sexiest. No. <laughs> uh, whether with still photos or videos in which Aquarius stars as the Moxie Mix Vixen. Moxie Mixon. The, the Moxie Vixen. It floats her boat to be dolled up in synthetic costuming as the Zodiac's cosmic slut. She's fairly straightforward in her desires. Let's just say she likes to ride a mean, fast hog. Or... <laughs> Just like that uh, plumber we were talking about. <laughs> it's got that 
that pot barely sticking out. She really is the Stepford wife. Yeah. Or be rigorously driven by one. Otherwise, she will do whatever pleases her man, but she may somewhat shut herself down in the process, performing oral sex, but not especially delighting in it. Anal sex is usually off-limits for Aquarius woman because water doesn't come out of there. Uh, (laughs) It's not where the leak is, Mr. Plummer. (laughs) I'm burying my water for you. (laughs) Yar. Who prefers to keep what might be considered invasive activity to a bare minimum? Except she also likes to be jumped. Mm-hmm. Which could be considered invasive activity. Yeah. Contradictory much book? That's all. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. She's not generally bisexually inclined. So there is nothing about bisexuals in this one. Wow. No, I, I, it is it is like a four paragraph or four sentence paragraph that just culminates in saying she's not generally bisexually inclined. It's like okay, even like the least bisexual ones they at least said a little bit about. This one's just like nope. Eh. They got lazy when it came to this chapter. <laughs> they're they're running out of steam when it comes to the end of the book. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but one would be hard-pressed to find a more empowered individual in the Zodiac than the gay-identified Aquarian woman. Ooh. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. One, uh, one of the first out uh, women in all of Hollywood. Yeah. She was uh, almost blacklisted for it. I, yeah, in a lot of places. Her show got was. canceled because of it. Yep. Because, yep. Well, not directly because of it, but because it lost viewership. Yeah. When she came out. Yep. However, she is not inclined to politicize her lesbianism. Okay. I mean, as society as a whole evolves, whether or not a person is gay holds less and less importance. As a nod to the future-oriented planetary rule of Uranus, which signals large-scale social changes, Aquarius lives her life as if already in an advanced civilization. A world where sexual preference doesn't even warrant discussion. So she's not out and proud. She's just out. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to be proud because it's just what a person is. Yeah. It's very forward thinking. Yeah. That's a little sad. Is it? Well, I mean, just like people should be proud of who they are. Well, yes, but in a world where that's... In not something <laughs> not something that people really shame people for there's no need in a world where sexual pre- <sighs> preference is less and less important mm-hmm. the aquarius woman is in charge yeah as she should be i want to hear more about why she's the what did it say it called it gave her a title at the very beginning the vision. No, 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 no. Of the of the gay Aquarius woman. That didn't. Oh. At least not when I read. Import empowered in- individual. Oh yeah, she's the most empowered individual in the zodiac. Yes. I thought the title like. Sorry, that's vision. that's what I meant. 
The gay Aquarius woman tends to be a good deal more romantic than her straight counterpart. She is a dominant figure in relationships, often eschewing feminine trappings and fashions for a more androgynous, if not outright masculine, look. It's not that she's decidedly butch, it's more a matter of expressing her natural condition, not so much a latent masculinity as much as a perpetual childlike tomboyishness. Ellen. Oh, I was going to say Peter Pan. Oh, yeah, that too. Because, yeah. wait a minute. Like. Peter Pan's the sign of the, the male Gemini. <laughs> I'm childlike. Yeah, you are. I'm a child. Poo-poo makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they said doo-doo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gay Aquarius woman is completely transfixed by the object of her pure, unadulterated affection. Uh, it doesn't give that much more detail into why she's the most empowered individual. Oh, it okay. pretty much just plows straight into the relationship. Okay. Again, I think they're running out of steam towards the end of the book. Uh, gay Aquarius woman is completely transfixed by the object of her pure, unadulterated affection. She tends to be attracted to women with teeter-tottering sexual identities and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So... She attracts those who are um, on the fence, shall we say. Uh, yeah. Because she's not necessarily butch. She's not necessarily super feminine. She's just kind of herself. Yeah. Which makes, kind of makes sense. She's got a pixie cut. Uh, wears jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. And some weird ass thing that makes her stand out. Yeah. Rose-colored glasses. She likes to accessorize, which makes her the... <laughs> accessorize in the worst way possible, which makes her the worst-dressed sign of the Zodiac. There's nothing wrong with a floppy hat, okay? Yeah, but it's like a bad floppy hat. <laughs> it's like a... Oh, it's like garish. Like, yeah. oh, what the... Ugh. 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 Yeah. Ugh. Why, do you, why do you have a full full back Mickey Mouse tattoo? What is... Ugh. <laughs> Weird. It did, it did say all of her tattoos will be, uh, like, Tweeter. of childlike things. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> unlike her straight counterpart, however, she doesn't go through a steady series of relationships. Instead, she'd sooner remain single than ha- have her heart broken more than once, or maybe twice. When Aquarius commits to a steady relationship, she expects it to last for life. And so, when it doesn't work out, it's typically not for the lack of trying on her part. She is often so devastated by breakups that it takes ages for her to heal. Mm. Her ideal partner will be a rather retiring but often doting character who appreciates the water bearer. First and foremost, for her outsized intelligence, and next for her signature absurdist sense of humor. Portia de Rossi. I feel like it describes... Nearly every sign of the Zodiac as highly intelligent. Yeah. Uh, there have been a few tourists. There have been a few select ones, yeah. but for the most part, even the ones that are like, uh, like fire signs. Yeah. It's like, oh, but they're like, they're they're passionate about being intelligent. Yeah. What? It, yeah. It, Everyone's turned on by somebody smart. But I, I feel like it's just like, 
okay, you're just you're just playing up the intelligence thing because you don't want to be like, this is this dumb dumb of the zodiac. You so dumb for those. reading my book. Why are you so stupid? Why'd you pick up my book, <laughs> dumb dumb? So it's just like trying to play up to you and be like, oh, look how smart this one is. Oh. Yeah, real smart. The Gemini, extremely intelligent. Every other sign, extremely intelligent, except for one or two exceptions. Yeah. Because the Leo is extremely intelligent. The Aquarius is extremely intelligent. Oh, but there's been a few that you have made the dumb joke on. Taurus was one. I can't remember the other one. I mean, the ones that... That was like, they just have the dumb. Yeah. yeah. There's the ones that it's apparent because it doesn't mention any mental yes. capacity whatsoever. Cancer. I know we picked really hard on the cancer, but I'm not sure that he was necessarily smart either. I don't remember if the cancer was... The cancer was just one of those where it's like, does this have anything good to say about a cancer? Uh, uh, and for next, they're also attracted to her signature absurdist sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I imagine she's like that uh, uh, evil penguin meme from years and years ago that no one will remember. So I'm just going to let that drop. I'm trying. I'm yeah, digging. I can't right. find it. Uh, a shared cerebral interest is what unites Aquarius with her lover. A mental fixation that they might discover is better tackled as a twosome. Aquarius often finds herself in relationships that entail showing her lover the lesbian ropes. She is the hands-down top girl, an aggressive, an aggressor who manages to focus on mutual satisfaction as opposed to strictly pleasing or being pleased. Passion takes precedence over sensual finesse, and Aquarius is ardent in her physical expression, coming on strong and remaining heatedly excited and urgent for the duration of any sex session. Go, girl. Whatever toy they play with will be a double-headed one. As it should be. A literal example of how Aquarius and her lover must remain forever attached at the hip, achieving absolute symbiosis. Coming to function as one entity, even in bed. Mutual pleasure is awesome. Good for her. Yeah, now that's it. That's it? That's the entire Aquarius woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've just got the straight turn on. <clears throat> oh, yes. And the gay turn on. Absolutely. So the straight turn ons are younger men or big daddies. Ooh. So, two opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy's like from Bioshock. Yep, exactly. White trash, truckers, and bikers. Long hair, ponytails, and hippies. Zealots and libertarians. Not real shocked about that one. Nope. Roughhousing and biting. Wrestling. Active worship, passive degradation, groveling, begging, body hair, and treasure trails. Ugh. I've never liked that term. Mm-mm. Armpits, goatees. Oh, God. I've... <laughs> I don't like anything about her turn-ons yet. <laughs> Casual, no-string sex, cheating, MFF threesomes is weird because they are the least mm-hmm. or one of the least by tattoos piercings brandings extra large penises and foreskin extra large it didn't say anything about her being a size queen Mm-mm. 
active oral and swallowing, but it did say that she didn't like oral. Mm -mm. She'll do it, but, but she's she, not her favorite. Thing. Yeah, so but this is saying it's a turn on for her. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe because maybe if he insists, passive anal, which said was a complete no no. Yeah, passive heavy B and D enslavement fantasies, costumes and masks, hoods and blindfolds, posing, po- home posing slash home porn, active ass play. Again, something that she's. Was like a complete no-no zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, role reversal, freaks, geeks, and carnies, and captive slash slave fantasies. Wow. She's, for being not kinky, she's pretty kinky. Gay turn-ons. Small, meek women. Buxom bodies. Submissives, mastering, servants and waitresses. Secretaries. Feminists and activists, pantyhose, garters, straight women and femmes, dominance, voyeurism, sitting on face, heavy, heavy mind control, active light S&M, active shaving and grooming, passive oral, active penetration, Drag, dildos, vibrators, and sex toys, active discipline, active nipple play, active piercing and branding. Ugh. She likes being pierced during sex. Ugh. Uh, exhibitionism in public sex and rent girls and threesomes. Wow. Is rent girls just like a term for call girls that I don't I think so. recognize? I think so. All right, let's talk about these couplings, which is kind of going to be a interesting thing. It's either going to be a hit or a miss on that Scorpio. All right, we'll start with the Aquarius woman and the Aries man for the straight couplings. She retains a strong selfhood. He's emotionally accessed via their association. Intellectual growth is the outcome. Sex is playful and plentiful. There's more pleasure than she'd imagined in the missionary position. Hmm. But does he have that big dick energy? Um, I don't know, but apparently she's okay with missionary. Must be pretty good. All right, with the Taurus man, she sets out to nest with someone normal. Ironically, he's exploring the dark side of his psyche. What? I didn't think of him as being pretty dark. He's very nature-oriented, very earth earthy, but it's pretty surprising that he has a dark side. Well, he's and, exploring the dark side. Yeah. It's got to um, come up with an excuse why they're a good couple. Yeah. Uh, enormous uprooting changes occur. Aquarius is accustomed to more passion. For him, she's the exotic exception. So because he's more of a sit back and lay down. Yeah, this is a bad. This is a bad couple. Is what this one's yeah, saying. Yeah. With the Gemini man, their only concern is pleasing each other. He's her ideal fling. She relishes the role of minx and mentor. Free spiritedness creates a combined social and political consciousness. Sex is robust and randy. Hmm. Sounds like it goes pretty well together. Yeah, Mr. Gemini Man. Maybe you need to find yourself an Aquarius. I most of those uh, the actresses that it listed, I was like, these are like the actresses I was in love with when yeah. I was young. 
All right, with the Cancer Man, she's his wake-up call. He's less an epiphany, more of a reality check, a sign it's time to get serious. They're an ideological society of two, living an inspired life. Sex is transformative, a step up for him, an enhancement for her. Hmm. Isn't the... Hmm. So they're very much air signs, kind of, maybe? I don't know, is Cancer an air sign? No, Cancer's a crap. <laughs> I know, but... No, Cancer's a male anglerfish. He's, oh, he's the one yeah. who burrows oh, in, remember? yeah, this would... Not go together. No. Because she's, she's like, I need someone who's... Yeah. Like I need a leader. Motiv- I, yeah. yeah. I, who's got motivation. Like she's the female anglerfish. No, not yeah, exactly. No, she but kind of. Yeah. No. She's no, the not female at all. Male. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> Cause she wants to, she wants to support. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's the, she's the person who teams up with the Gemini man when he's like, like, uh, what's that? What's that famous Finn something? Swings from the ropes and he played pirates and stuff. Oh, Huck Finn? No. Wait, no what? Never mind. But the guy, the rogue, the Gemini's like the, yeah. you know, the rogue character. He's the one who like, you the know, swing, to your Clyde. Yeah, he's, he's the adventure hero who swings down from up high and grabs yeah. her and is like, you and me against the world, babe. That's it. He, That's she, it. Like, she's... She's the uh, screeching, screeching lady in Temple of Doom. <laughs> no, she's okay. she's not the Marion because mm-hmm. Marion no. is her own character. Yeah, yeah. All right, with the Leo man together, they're big and bold, gifted but unpredictable. Leo adopts a contemplative countenance. Her unusual, extraordinary qualities emerge. Sex is passionate, energized by envy as well as esteem. It would make sense that she would pair really well with a Leo. Yeah. But, yeah, unpredictable. And Leo does seem to be the prototypical uh, libertarian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense that she's, like, turned on by uh, the big lion who thinks he knows everything and knows knows where everyone else's place is. And that's beneath him. Yeah. Join my cult. I'll make you a queen. (laughs) Um, Okay, with the Virgo man, they're compelled to caretake. He invests endless emotional energy. Privately, he's keeping a checklist. She owes him big. Aquarius is less selfish. Sexually, it's master-servant with roles in constant rotation. Hmm. That doesn't sound good at all. At least not for the Virgo. Um, with the Libra man, it's defined by inventiveness and upheaval. Some say that they're strange, abstract thinkers. They share a mental affinity. Each impacts the other's state of mind. Enthusiasm turns to zealotry. In bed, there are no hangups. I imagine this pairing like, you're the best. No, you're the yeah, best. Yeah, I, I was thinking these are two like bright, shiny people yeah. that think that life is the best and can only see the bright side of everything. And you're just like, oh my God, you're insufferable. Shut up. I'll help you. No, I'll help you. <laughs> oh, are they such a cute couple? They mm-hmm. love each other so much and you just want to... <laughs> Strangle them. Stop being so happy. Oh, I realize why she only has like one or two close friends throughout her entire life. 
no one else can stand her. <laughs> oh my God, we get it. The world's great. <laughs> All right, here, here's the, the one in question here. The Aquarius woman and Scorpio man. Any antisocial tendencies are expanded. Feeling superior, they team up in a you and me against the world bond. Stop stealing the Gemini quote. <laughs> they do it all the time. But later, they might turn against each other. Sex is primal, but inclusive. This pair enjoys other partners. What? Wow. Wow, there it is. There it is. That's a pairing for the ages there. You and me against the world, babe. All right. Stole my. I'm sorry. They stole your line. All right. With the Sagittarius man, they may seem ill-suited, but it's an illusion. With her, he's found a lifeline. Paired with Sagittarius, the water bearer sets herself up for a brighter future. In bed, they break from old behavior. Together, it's earthy crunchy. I don't know what the hell that means. Oh. Earthy crunchy. I don't know. So, I mean, you like wine. Mm-hmm. Is it... Those are not descriptors you would use for wine. <laughs> earthy crunchy. Maybe earthy. What uh what what are you what are what are we picking up on this one? Mm. Crunchy. Mm, yeah. The oh, chewy. I I I I bit the glass, I'm sorry. People <laughs> people do define some red wines as chewy. Why are they chewing? Because the tannins in the wines kind of coat your mouth and kind of make it dried out a little bit. It feels like velvet inside your mouth, so it kind of is like, nom, 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 chewy. Well, I don't know. I'm still learning. What about crunchy? That's not a, no. Absolutely That only not. happens when you bite the glass or put ice in the wine. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. All right. The Aquarius woman and the Capricorn man, they may be explosive in each other's company, overly conscious of not instigating a scene. Still, there's plenty of hilarity here. In bed, emotional intensity is put to its best use. Sex is ardent and unruly. It seems like most of these relationships, the Aquarius is like just pushing the other's uh, traits further out. Yeah. Like, the yeah. Leo's going to be more of a Leo. Like, she, she's like... She's, the a, ul- she's salt. Yeah, she's the ultimate support, where, like, the Scorpio... The Scorpio... Mm-hmm. Was gonna say, the Scorpius. Uh, which is the when the Leo and the uh, Aquarius... Or the Scorpius and... God. <laughs> <laughs> the Scorpio and the Aquarius combined to make the Scorpius. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's more antisocial. And, like, yeah, it's just whoever she's paired up with, they're more of what they are. That's. She's accentuating their already existing yeah. flavors. She's salt. Yes. <laughs> she's salt on caramel. Mm-hmm. All right. Salt on chocolate. Um, the Aquarius woman on Aquarius, man. They this is going to be interesting. Yeah. They feel superhuman, seeming to live in a perpetually exalted state. For him, perfection is the goal. For her, the focus is to improve the human condition. Little energy is left for sex, so they should set aside some time. <laughs> what do two people who are only about improving the other person do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Approve, uh, improve other things outside their relationship? Pretty much. 
All right. And finally, the Aquarius woman in the Pisces man, a fast and furious courtship for this couple beneath the slick exteriors lie deeply soulful individuals seeking a source of inspiration. Their sex life reflects such profundity in bed. They move as if possessed, even hexed. Ooh, strange magic. Okay. Um, <laughs> sometimes I just break into song and I can't really explain it. All right. Um, with the gay couplings, we'll begin with the Aquarius woman and Aries woman. At first, they hide their hookup from others. That taboo is what keeps them tempted. Even when committed, this coupling remains one of the most erotic and exotic lesbian combinations. Raunchiness is de rigueur. That's mm. mm, weird because it said that she wasn't like a shit or she didn't like hide. Yeah. Oh. That might be an Aries thing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, with the Taurus woman. In Taurus, Aquarius has an eager audience, someone who will lovingly listen to her higher-minded monologues and learn. Sex is best when conceptual. It's all about exaggerated role-play and complex mind games. Shouldn't be that hard for the Taurus. I, I love <laughs> mind games and relationships. <laughs> it's always the best part of a relationship. Yeah, trying the cerebral trick the part. Other, trying to trick the other person. Oh. Maybe not trick them. Wouldn't it be better? If, I don't know. There's no. my inner Aries coming out. It's all. It's all about. Uh, <clears throat> it's all about passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Sounds horrible. You to, you're working five steps ahead of them when they don't even know they're playing the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Hence the trash standoff or the dishes standoff. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> They're not aware they're playing a game, and therefore they can't win. <laughs> and you're except, fuming. Except they're always winning. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With the Gemini woman, they'll say it was predestined. This connection is empathetic, empathetic in the extreme. This, this is a pathetic. <laughs> empathetic in the extreme. As a couple, they're insular. Neither feels beholden to lose. Oh, sorry, to those on the outside, even friends. In bed, it's a question of who's the more generous lover. Yeah. Okay. With the cancer woman, big issues abound when these supernatural sisters sign on. They're so in sync, it's scary. Still, they go through the phases of fierce fighting. Chaos can be exhausting. Sex is like their social life. Wild, fast, and frenzied. Hmm. With the Leo woman, more reciprocity makes this relationship a success. So Aquarius should dodge some of Leo's demands. Best case, they're a droll duo, lively, larger than life. Sex is luscious when Leo lets herself be led. Uh, luscious is a weird word. It is a weird word. With the Virgo woman, they meet halfway. They merge. Differences disappear. Similarities surface. They're a dazzling duo, creative in the extreme. Days spent together seem like a dream. Sex, too, is at a point is a point where fantasy and reality meet. Hmm. It's kind of cool. Good for them. I've got the hiccups. 
With the Libra woman, it's an overwhelming attraction. They buzz with physical and intellectual energy. Libra indulges artsy-craftsy interests, while Aquarius accelerates entrepreneurial success. The comforts of home carry more allure than any social circle. Sounds like a really good relationship. It does. Those crafty women, you know? Um, with the Scorpio woman, it's an unusual sexual liaison that soon turns serious. Assuming a maternal role, Scorpio nurtures the Aquarian's ambitions. Whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> role reversal. Well, it did say that the the lesbian mm-hmm. uh, of this sign, the uh, lesbian Aquarius, was uh, the dominant. Yeah, it did say that. That makes sense. Uh, but anything to roll a scorpion on its back, that's pretty interesting. Okay, Scorpio nurtures the Aquarian's ambitions. With the water bearer, Scorpio finally gets some respect. In bed, one or the other feels eclipsed. No respect. <laughs> All right, with the Sagittarius woman, anything is possible. The archer takes aim at the water bearer's grand plan, and bullseye, their, partner, their partnership pays off. They're a sex- sexy twosome, public about their lust. Ecstatic circumstance surrounds them. Oh, they're one of those couples. Yeah, one of those couples. Making out in public and gross. <laughs> to the envy of everyone else now. <laughs> envy? We're so happy. Shut up. All right. Finger me. <laughs> All right, with the Capricorn woman. I don't know how relationships work. <laughs> <laughs> With the Capricorn woman, it's a battle of the wills wherein the water bearer tries to assume authority and Cap's having none of it. Still, they're an enterprising pair if verbosity doesn't obstruct action. In bed, the goat gets the better end of the deal. Of course it does. It's a little fish. It's a fish goat. A goat fish. Okay. (laughs) Okay, the Aquarius woman on Aquarius woman. It's a snowball effect. Togetherness may accelerate their separate descents. Loss of control, neurosis, even paranoia are possible. Due to stresses, their sex life suffers. Still, there's hope. Focus on selves, not others. I was gonna say, I wonder if they're just like, keep pushing each other further and further and it just makes things worse and worse. Yeah. You're too supportive. You're too supportive. Go do something important. You go do something important. No, that'd be hard. All right. Um, and finally, with the Pisces woman, uh, with passive, pretty Pisces, the water bearer butches up a bit. Supportive, even doting, Aquarius may find the fish strangely dispassionate, but in bed, this is one of the more erotic, ecstatic sexual couplings. This one might be okay, but kind of weird, maybe. And that's it. Those are all the couplings. We've only got two more signs, so only four more episodes. Only four more episodes. What are we gonna do? Don't know. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take the day off after uh, the day after our last episode off because mm-hmm. we're gonna have to celebrate because it's your sign. Yeah, it'll be my sign. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I'm kind of nervous to find out about myself. Ending with you completely. Like, it's not even like it's mm-hmm. male, female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that'll be interesting. It will be. And it's kind of weird, too, because I'm born on the very first day of Aries, the mm-hmm. 21st. And so I think I have some of the qualities of a Pisces, too. 
Because I'm right there on the edge. Your Aries cusp, Pisces, or whatever. I don't know what cusp means. People say cusp all the time. I need to find out what that means, to be on the cusp of something. I think it's like when you're born on the verge of the other one. Yeah. So I think I have a lot of the qualities of Pisces, but I also am a solid Aries. I don't know. Should be interesting to see. So you get to celebrate two in a row then. I, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to do the thing where like, if it says bad things about one, I'll be like, Oh, that's because I'm the other sign. And then if it says good things, I'll be like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause that's, that's me. So I can like pick and choose, you know, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the entire concept of astrology. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You pick and choose what fits you. Exactly. Exactly. So the All entire right. concept of any kind of thing that tries to define human personality. Yeah. Personality tests. Oh man, I'm a INFB. Is that a thing? <laughs> no. The last letter, no. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't I'm an INFJ. I don't believe or in Or an ENFJ. Depends on the day that I take the test. Oh. Sometimes I'm more introverted, sometimes I'm more extroverted. Did I did, did I talk about on the show when uh uh, Mary had me take the test and, uh, I was like, I don't believe in the test cause like I get different, wildly different results at each time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like then when I took it, I, I don't remember what I got the whole, the Myers-Briggs thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when we looked at the breakdown, it was, uh, like almost 50, 50 split all the way down. Like for each of the four categories, it was like, Oh, well, He's this, but by one question mm-hmm. and he's this, but by one question. And like, there was, n- there was nothing where it was like very definitive. Yeah. He's this, it was like straight down the middle and everything. And you I was like, what? this is why I don't believe in this. And you're going to say, because he's a Gemini. Yeah, it's because your dual natures are conflicting Gemini. No, I think people are more complex than Maybe a simple four-letter description. Yeah. Maybe you are just more complex because there are two of you in that brain of yours. No. I mean, yes. I mean... I mean yeah. yeah. Don't disagree. You disagree with yourself? I argue with myself all the time. There you go. Did you know... I just read this. There are people... Well, uh, like it's like a 50-50 split in the population... Half the people hear, like, an inner monologue. Like, when you think, you hear words. hmm Half the people don't. That's weird. They I have do. abstract thoughts, and that no one else, or that you, you don't conceive anyone else being the other thing, that you think everyone else thinks the same ways that you do. So that people, for me and you, for example, mm-hmm. uh, we think that other people think with words, but there are people who don't think with words at all. They think with images and mm-hmm. concepts. Yeah. I guess I do a little bit of both. Cause like time as a construct, when I think about my calendar and my head, it's circular. No. Oh. When I think about my calendar and my head, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is good discussion for another episode, I yeah. think. And well, I'm sure we'll find some way to think about it as sexual in nature because a lot of times the constructions or the the ways that we understand sex 
and even kinks, a lot of kinks may not be something that's necessarily verbal. Yeah, it also makes sense how people, how some people have like difficulty putting their thoughts into words because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they don't think. <laughs> they don't think that way. No, they just don't think. Oh, oh okay. They're lesser people. No. no. They're oh, not lesser people. Don't do that. Don't the only that. people that are lesser are people who aren't Geminis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a Leo. I was going to say, you're starting to sound a little like a Leo. Careful there. Yeah, I'm Gemini cusp everything. All right. <laughs> you take and, shoot and, and pick what you like there as well. Well, very good. If you enjoyed this episode, you should definitely hit us up on a kinkcast podcast on twitter you can also find us at kinkcast podcast on facebook and um at kinkcast podcast i'm sorry yeah at gmail.com oh send us emails mm-hmm. send us write-ins send us we suggestions. do like messages we do get a lot of messages and um it's been kind of interesting talking with um people that listen to the show it's great whenever we hear more suggestions of uh topics uh to do and also we really like just hearing from you yeah, and send us your favorite kind of porn. <laughs> Are you what? looking for new 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 content? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. What sure. podcast is gonna ask for that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Send us your favorite porn video. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I'll oh. let you I'll let you manage all of that. No. no. Anyways, <laughs> you can also check out some of our uh, visual images on Instagram and you can find that at Kinkcast. Yep. Well, have fun, everybody. Until next time when we have a return of our normal episodes. Yes. Where we're doing something. Something. We can't tell you. It's a secret. Even to ourselves. Yeah. Bye. Bye.